Yo, what's up? Big Mel here. Who is Rugrat? Let me start with some breaking news out of Buffalo, New York. I'm pretty sure everybody knows about what I'm about to talk about. Yesterday, 13 people were shot in a grocery store in Buffalo, New York by a described young white supremacist who came in fully strapped and armed with a tactical helmet on, a tactical vest on, a rifle, and he had a camera on that helmet. Of the 13 people that he shot, 10 of them were black people, including a security guard, former Pueblo police officer. 10 of them lost their lives in the process. The suspect is now currently sitting in uh, in jail right now. No bond hearing has been set. Uh, the charges right now are right now first degree murder. And based on the fact that now the federal government is investigating this now, I expect that hate crime charges will, there will be upgrades. Hate crime charges are very much in the wall in the books now because of the fact of what this young man did. I, I I'm just my curious mind is how could a kid we're talking about an 18 year old child. Okay, he's 18 years old, drove 200 plus miles over three hours away from his home to come to Buffalo, New York to shoot up a bunch of people. It blows my mind. And then what I remember, they talked about this kid had a, a manifesto, 180-page manifesto on what he fears is the end of white people in general, and he's trying to preserve it. So his game plan was to kill as many black people as possible to preserve the white race. I'm going to get right to my point. I'm not even going to go beat around the bush. I'm going to go right to it. Because I see these crybaby politicians in Congress, in the Senate, in as governors and as mayors, and the first thing they cry out against is critical race theory. Something that's not even taught in the secondary or elementary school level. It's a college level course, but they fear it. Because they don't want to offend white people. So they put critical race theory as the biggest threat to the American way of life. And let's also keep in mind that, of course, uh, Donald Trump plans to run in 2024. And let's not forget also, while we're at thinking about it, there's still a lot of those people that stormed that Capitol on January 6th. They're still out there. Now, there's some of them that are serving time and are on probation and other things, but they're there. And there are people that subscribe to Trump's ideology. There are people that subscribe to white supremacist theology. And they're in our schools. They're in our churches. They're in our government positions. They're sheriffs and, and cops and deputies. There are people in powerful positions that could affect the, the balance of power. 
But now everybody talking about, oh, critical race theory is the boogeyman that's threatening the American way of life. Oh, and they're talking about, oh, the biggest threat to American way of life is the border. So we need to secure the wall. We need to make sure that the wall is built so that there won't be any illegals coming over the border to take our jobs. But how many times have you seen a Hispanic person walking around with AK-47s and tactical gear shooting up stuff? You don't hear it. You don't see members of Black Lives Matter or any other black group going around with AK-47 shooting stuff. But it's easy for them to deflect off of the real issue. The real threat to America is simply put in one phrase. White domestic terrorism. This young man, this 18-year-old man, is a white domestic terrorist. He followed after the tenants of Dylan Roof and the guy that shot up the, that mosque in uh, New Zealand and the guy that shot up that Walmart in uh, El Paso, Texas two years ago. He followed that. Those were the people he subscribed to. And if you don't believe that white domestic terrorism is real, let's keep in mind one thing. There have been white domestic terrorists in this country from the very time of this country's inception. It just didn't start in the 2000s. This stuff's been going on. Let's not forget the Ku Klux Klan is considered a white domestic terrorist group. And there are members of the Ku Klux Klan that still live, are living today. The real threat to, to American to the American way of life is domestic terrorism. That is a threat to the American way of life. And let's just look at the history. The history can prove itself. The massacre in uh, Dylan Roof's massacre in Charleston, South Carolina. Let's not forget that. He's on death row right now for that. Or what about the Sandy Hook shooting? Or what about the shooting at Virginia Tech? Or what about the one in Aurora, Colorado with that crazy guy that shot up that movie theater? You don't see too many black people or brown people walking around with AK-47s and tactical equipment and, 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 and are militarily trained. And I'm not saying that black people can't get hold of those weapons. I'm not saying brown people can't get hold of them. Most of the time, if they got those kind of weapons, they're doing it in ignorance. I promise you that. Because most black people don't have the military background or training to use them kind of weapons. But you got a lot of white people that are trained like that. And they're training and recruiting young white men like this young man to go out there and start a damn race war because they're afraid. And here's what they're afraid of. Here's the thing that they fear. Why do you think that Donald Trump said in his 2016, his slogan for 2016 was make America great again. I remember a statement he made he says we need to go back to the good old days. What was the good old days for them? Well, I, like I said before, and I'm going to keep saying it, the good old days for them was not the good old days for us. 
Okay? The good old days for them was when white people ran everything. They ran the government, they ran the schools, they ran the police, they ran every particular way of white. White people were safe because they knew that black people knew that black people for the most part knew their place. And their place was second or third place. You know, the thing was back in those days, in the good old days, he called it, blacks couldn't look at a white person in the face. They didn't dare do it. In the good old days, in their good old days, it didn't matter how old the white person was, they were always called sir and ma'am. And it didn't matter how old the black person was, they were always called boy or girl. That was the good old days. The good old days is when black people rode the back of the bus. The good old days is when black people ate in the kitchen or ate outside, away from the white folks. The good old days is when black people knew get out of town before sundown because they weren't guaranteed any protection by the law. In fact, the law enforcement would be the very ones that caused the violence. That was the good old days for them. Wasn't good for us, though. But if you listen to people like Mitch McConnell and Eric Adams and uh, 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 Cam uh, Joseph Cameron and... Uh, Lindsey Graham and all these other Republicans and Ron DeSantis and all these other ones, you would think, oh, the biggest boogeyman is critical race theory. Critical race theory is a threat to the American way of life. Oh, critical race theory is going to make our white kids guilty. They're going to feel guilty because of what their ancestors did. Well, that is American history. If we have to accept the fact that we were slaves, they have to accept the fact that they held us. That's just history. That's just the truth. That's just facts. Now you can call it what you want to call it, but that's the truth. But I figured that there would be many, many other white people that would be as bold as this man was after seeing Kyle Rittenhouse get off for doing the same, pretty much the same similar thing. This man walked down the street with a rock, with a sawed-off shotgun at the killing two people and got away with it. So you set the president, and I'm pretty sure that there, and I'm not saying every white person thinks like this. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. And if I'm if it sounds like I am, I want to apologize in advance. But I'm just calling a spade a spade, folks. Because this is what they gave us to work with. This is the truth we have to endure. That even with all the laws and protections that are currently under the law today, we're still not safe as black people in this country. Black people ain't safe. Black people never been safe. We weren't safe then. They ain't safe now. And I guarantee there's somebody else that's going to follow in this little boy's footsteps and think that he could do the same damn thing like this man did, like Dylan Roof did, like all the other, like uh, Holmes did and all the other ones. Because this is what they're afraid of. This is what Congress is afraid of. This is what those in power are afraid of. They're afraid that the world today is no longer a vanilla world. They're afraid 
that that little stranglehold they had on this country is slipping away slowly but surely our world is becoming much more colorful than it is today and what makes it harder is that even despite all the things that they try to do to us as black people, all the things they've done to illegal immigrants, we're still producing babies, we're still bringing people into the world, and we're still producing happy families. At this point right now, the number... Hispanics are the fastest growing population in this country. Last I checked... They were producing 2.3 children for every 100,000. 2.3 kids for every 100,000. I think African Americans is like 2.1 per 100,000. White folks are at 1.6. And you got a whole generation of people that are dying out. That greatest generation... Those that were born that were born during the 40s and 50s and 60s that came up in the civil rights era, they're in their 60s and 70s today. And there's still a few from the generation prior that are in their 80s, 90s, and even 100s today. We need to understand there's there's plenty of them out there. We have a battle, ladies and gentlemen. We have a big battle ahead. And that battle is for our neighborhoods. That neighbor, that battle is for our communities. We cannot afford to sleep. As long as the George Floyd, as they're still arguing over the George Floyd policing act and the and the uh, for the people, the John Lewis for the people act, which should have been two easy bills for Senate to pass, it's still stuck in filibuster. It should never be stuck in filibuster with a 50-50 Congress and Senate. But then you got people that are divided on both sides that can't seem to figure out, you know. They didn't have no problem finding protections for gay people. They they promptly quit did that. They had no problem providing protections for for uh, Asian people. They had no problem with that. They had no problem providing protections for those for even illegal immigrants. They had no problem with that. But when it comes to black people, to African American people, or black people, or colored people, or Negro people, or whatever you want to call us now. Because our name didn't change in the last 150 years over time. They got a problem with that. And the problem is they constantly, constantly enjoy control. Because that's the only that's what produced the wealth in this country. They had control. They had power. And they fear that power and control slipping away. So that's why you got people like this clown, because they so are afraid. But as the late Maya Angelou says, still we rise. We still rise. We still rise to the occasion. We still do what's right. We still producing. We're still having babies. We're still graduating from college. We're producing businesses. We're creating millionaires. We're still doing the right, those things. And that's what scares the powers that be. That scares them. Because if it didn't scare them, People like Dylan Roof and this clown would have no reason to go out there and get AK-47 to try to gun down an entire group of people. 
but because their parents, and I'm pretty sure he got his hatred from his parents or somebody in his family, because he didn't just grow up, wake up out the womb using the N-word. He had to learn it from somewhere. He had to learn it from a family member. He had to learn it from a relative. He had to learn it from a from somebody that told him, hey, if we don't do something about this, the black people going to take our jobs, the white people going to take our jobs, the white, the black folks going to move in our communities, and it's no longer going to be a white, all-white community. And they are afraid. That's why they come up with all these voter suppression laws to try to make it harder for blacks and, his, and Hispanics to vote. They come up with all these rules that say you can't vote on a Sunday. You can't vote by absentee ballot. You got to have this and that ID. These are the same tactics they've been using since since Reconstruction. Just different names for it, but it's the same old tactics. It's time we recognize the game. And we need to go back to protect us as a community by any means necessary. Even if it means we got to go back to armed guards ourselves in our communities, we need to start watching over our kids and our women again. We, whatever we got to do, we need to do it. Because I can guarantee you, they can get this man a million years in prison, and he deserves it. But I guarantee you, there's another kid somewhere out there that's so vulnerable that's going to look at this guy and see a hero and says, I want to be just like him. We got to educate. We got to inform. We got to inform them that number one, you can't get rid of us all. We're already here. You got to get used to us. Whether you want us here or not, we're here. And we got to educate ourselves about our real history because the threat's still out there. It's not critical race theory. It's not um, Muslim terrorists. And it's not the child molester down the street. The true threat to America is white domestic terrorism. They don't want to say it. I'm going to say it. It's white domestic terrorism. That is the threat to the United States of America. White domestic terrorism. Until we deal with it, until we make laws that say, hey, if you do these things, it's guaranteed you're going to prison for the rest of your life, or you may end up getting executed behind it. There are a few states that have laws that help out with this, but these need to be in every single state. We need to fix this today. Get the policing act passed. Get the um, the civil the policing act passed. That we could truly be a safe, a safer community. I just thank you for taking the time to listen to this. There's more to this story, and as it comes, I will send you more information on it. But as of now, the man that's responsible for it is out on bond. Well, no, he's not out on bond. He's actually no bond. He hasn't got a bond. They found him too dangerous to get a bond, so he's in jail waiting a decision whether he'll stand trial or plead guilty or whatever the case may be. 
And as the information comes to me, I'll pass it on to you. But follow me on Facebook and Twitter, on my website, and we're going to talk more about this. Because the real threat is out there. But we just need to recognize it. Big Mel, who is Rugrat? I'm out. Peace.